Season's greetings to all you geeks and geekettes. I bet you guys weren't expecting me to upload two holiday episodes this season, now were you? Neither did I, but here we are. Hmm. Everybody who's been following this podcast since the beginning knows that I'm a huge Christmas fanatic. And one of the many things I love to do around Christmas is to binge watch holiday movies slash TV specials. A few examples include the episodes where I listed my favorite holiday specials from Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Now, you would think I would complete the trio by talking about Disney Channel, right? Well, if you read the title, you already know the answer. Hmm. Now granted, I was thinking about doing something different this year, but then I changed my mind. Besides, it was only a matter of time before I did this episode, and we're still technically in the year where Disney is now 100 years old. So let's do one more Disney episode to wrap things up. And yes, pun intended. Hmm. Anyway, I'm going to share with you guys my top 10 favorite holiday specials from Disney Channel. I'll be judging these episodes based on humor, themes, and how they best represent the holiday season. And just like my Nickelodeon episode, I'm going to include a few episodes from Disney's live-action sitcoms. Because I did see myself enjoying a handful of them just as much as I enjoyed their cartoons. Okay, not on the same level as Nickelodeon, but that's besides the point. Once more, everything I say is just my opinion, so if you disagree with how I rank these episodes, that's fine. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are my top 10 favorite holiday specials from Disney Channel. Number 10. Heck of a Hanukkah from Even Stevens. Right off the bat, we have a show that people either have a great nostalgic love towards, or refuse to watch because of a certain actor's reputation. Of course, I'm talking about Even Stevens. Personally, I still enjoy the show, and the holiday special is one of my favorites. Anyway, after Lewis ruined Hanukkah for him and his family, the ghost of his great-great-great-great-grandmother, Bobby Rose, takes him to an alternate reality where Lewis was never born, and his family have a different son who is the complete opposite of Lewis in almost every way. As you can probably tell, this episode is meant to parody It's a Wonderful Life, undoubtedly one of the most iconic Christmas movies, yet they still made it work, especially with how Lewis's family deals with their new son, Curtis, who may act like a well-mannered, intelligent kid, but deep down, he's an arrogant little shit that enjoys belittling his siblings and asserting his dominance as the smartest member of the family, which is why in this universe, Ren acts like a rebellious teen with a punk-like boyfriend named... Spider, or why Donnie still reflects on his first-grade spelling bee award, because it gives him some sort of academic prowess. Hmm. And it was pretty wholesome to see Lewis have a good time with his family in this universe, before Curtis ruined everything, until he learned everything was only a dream. But it did help Lewis learn a lesson about how he should never act selfish during the holidays, and the family was willing to forgive Lewis, which goes along well with the theme of not letting conflict stop you from celebrating the holidays with those you love. So yeah, even Stevens may have a somewhat awkward reputation these days, but I'm still willing to rank its holiday special in the top 10. Number 9. Harry Christmas from American Dragon Jake Long Another show that people barely talk about these days, but I still enjoy it. It's Christmas Eve and Jake is fed up with his family's lame Christmas traditions. But when he learns that baby Sasquatch is lost in the city, he tries to return the baby back to his family before it gets caught by the Hunts clan, and more importantly, Rodwood. Hmm. The one thing I always enjoy about this show is how they depict each mythical creature, and Sasquatches are no exception. In this case, the Sasquatch only acts violent when a member of their clan is missing, or how they like to seek shelter in tall trees, in which Jake and the others learn that while trying to return the lost baby. This episode also had some funny moments like Spud trying to share his Nana's fruitcake, which came in clutch towards the end, believe it or not, or Robwood getting kicked out of the mall for spreading raw meat everywhere as a means of attracting Sasquatch, or how most of the episode was narrated by Fudok as if he was freaking Sam the Snowman from Rudolph. 
Hell, he even wore the hat, green shirt, and bow tie, which makes that reference more on the nose. <laughs> but, returning the baby Sasquatch helped Jake realize that it's important to spend the holidays with your family, regardless of how lame certain traditions are, which I think works for the episode's theme. My only gripe is that I wish there was more scenes involving Robwood, mostly because he's my favorite character. But for what it was, I still enjoyed this episode very much. Number 8. Topper. Experiment 025 from Lilo and Stitch the series. I know. I've been delaying my retrospective for quite some time. But for now, let's talk about the Christmas episode. It's Christmas time in Hawaii, and one of Jumba's experiments gets wrapped in a present, causing Stitch to frantically look for it. Believing Stitch may be resorting back to his destructive nature, Lilo tries to help but gets caught in more of Gantu's shenanigans. I know, the continuity is a bit problematic in this episode. Especially when you realize that during the any montage of the first movie, we see Lilo and everyone celebrating Christmas. Yet in this episode, Stitch, Jumba, and Pleakley act like this is their first time celebrating Christmas. Personally, I don't think it's that much of an issue, but the episode's humor easily overshadows it. This includes, but not limited to, Pleakley acting all festive by not only acting like a Christmas tree, but getting into a fight with a random lady while shopping. Or the montage of Stitch breaking into people's homes and stealing their presents. Or Gantu dressing up as Santa while attempting to deliver the experiment pod as a gift for Hamsterville. Speaking of which, you can't deny how funny it was to see a sad little girl guilt trip Gantu into bringing back all the presents that Stitch took, believing he was actually Santa Claus. This episode also conveys the message that Christmas is not only the time for giving, but to make peace with those around you. And that's what Lilo, Stitch, and Gantu agreed on when they decided to make Topper both the metaphorical and literal star of a Christmas tree. That way, he could be a gift for everyone. The only complaint I have is that I wish Topper was featured more in his actual form instead of being revealed in like the last 5 minutes of the episode. Other than that, it's still a solid holiday special. Oh yeah, as if it wasn't obvious already, Topper's experiment number, 025, is meant to reference the date of Christmas. I don't know how the fuck I didn't catch that when I was a kid, but hey, the more you know. <laughs> number 7, Pete's Christmas Caper from House of Mouse. Why the fuck is the show still not on Disney Plus, I'll never understand. But luckily, I had a couple of great Christmas episodes. But out of all of them, this one is definitely my favorite. Anyway, it's Christmas Eve at the House of Mouse, and Mickey and the others decide to do something different for this year's Secret Santa. However, Pete, being the selfish bastard that he is, steals all the presents for himself. One of the many things I love about this episode is the humor, both in between and during the cartoons they showcased. The latter in which featured a retelling of the Nutcracker story, where you have Mickey as the Nutcracker, Minnie as Maria, and Donald as the Mouse King, who only put up with this role because according to the narrator, aka John Cleese, the Mouse King wins at the end. Obviously, that's bullshit, but that's what made it funnier. Hell, John Cleese even went as far as kicking Drosselmeyer, aka Luther Von Drake, out of the story for breaking the Nutcracker's arm. That moment always makes me laugh my ass off. Not to mention Goofy playing the Snow Fairy, but really wasn't that much help. Definitely one of my favorite cartoons from the show. Oh yeah, the segment of Donald's Dynamite which involved Donald trying to build a snowman was pretty funny too. But the highlights not only involved the cartoons, but also Mickey interviewing different Disney characters asking what they want for Christmas. Or Pete dressing up as Santa Claus and stealing all the presents. Speaking of the presents, it's soon revealed that all the presents Mickey and his friends bought were all meant for Pete. Yes, they know damn well how much of an asshole he is. But they decided to put aside their hatred for the sake of the holiday. Unfortunately, Pete realized that too late, and all the presents he had in the furnace eventually incinerated. Oof. But hey, at least the episode demonstrates that Christmas is supposed to be the time for invoking peace and not conflict. Overall, it's another solid holiday special. Number 6. Don't Be Elfish from Timon and Pumbaa. Of course I had to talk about Timon and Pumbaa, who for some reason have knowledge towards Christmas. 
Hey, who gives a shit about logic? Not me. <laughs> anyway, Timon has his eyes on a new video game. Yes, they also know what video games are. So he and Puma get jobs as a department store elf and Santa, respectively. However, everybody loves seeing Pumbaa as Santa Claus, provoking Timon's jealousy to ruin everything. Out of all the episodes I've mentioned so far, this one is easily the funniest. I mean, it's Timon and Pumbaa, you already know the comedy's gonna be on point. This includes, but not limited to, Timon getting constantly tortured by all the kids excited to see Santa, or when a mother was so impressed with Pumbaa that she decided to name her baby after him. No doubt that kid will grow up to have the coolest fucking name in school. Or when Timon desperately tries to do enough good deeds to get him back on the nice list, because one of Santa's elves showed up to personally tell Timon he's on the naughty list. Thankfully, Timon's good deeds helped him earn a spot back on the nice list, and a lesson about how he should never act selfish during the holidays. Of course, Timon can only learn his lesson for so long. Overall, this holiday special was hilarious, which is why I had to put it in the top 10. Number 5, The 7 Days of Kwanzaa from the Proud Family. We're now in the top 5, and it starts off, we have the Proud Family's holiday special. And it was definitely an interesting one. It's Christmas time at Emilyville, and the Prouds invite a homeless family over to their house to celebrate the holidays, much to Oscar's annoyance. But when they learn that that said family celebrates Kwanzaa instead of Christmas, the Prouds decide to partake in this family's traditions. Already, this episode gets extra points for creativity because it's not too often you see holiday specials that center around Kwanzaa. Okay, there was that one holiday special from Rugrats, but that's besides the point. And this show handled the concept well. Before I talk about that, I have to mention the humor, especially the moments involving Oscar trying to maintain his selfish ways during the holidays. Whether it was fishing back a dollar he was supposed to donate to the poor, or how he tried to use the disgusting fruitcake the family gave him as a gift for Trudy, but in the show's typical fashion, Oscar gets punished in some capacity, especially from Sugar Mama, whether it's physical or emotional pain to her son, which is always funny to watch. But once we get to the Kwanzaa parts, that's when the episode truly hits its mark, as each member of the Prowls learns to rejoice in what each day represents. Even Oscar eventually caves in. Soon enough, we learn that Joseph, Margaret, and Stephanie were actually angels disguised as a homeless family, in order to teach the Prowls the true meaning of the holidays. Regardless of what you celebrate, You'll find true happiness any time of your family, and not for materialistic needs. Hell, even Penny realized that when she thought getting a cell phone would be the one thing to make her happy during the holidays. Because this episode both has a unique premise and demonstrates a great message, I had to rank it this high. Number 4. A Very Possible Christmas from Kim Possible It's about time I mentioned Kim Possible, arguably one of the best cartoons Disney Channel has ever made. It's Christmas Eve at Middleton, and Kim is looking forward to her family's traditions. But, upon hearing that Draken is up to no good again, Ron takes it upon himself to stop Draken, resulting in those two getting stranded in a frozen wasteland. What I love most about this episode is the interactions between Ron and Draken. If you watch the show, then you would know that those two are pretty much the comic reliefs, and to see them interact was hilarious. From them fighting for control over Draken's rocket, or when the two kept bickering and later engaged in a snowball fight. However, the two managed to find common grounds when they both learned that they loved this bootleg version of Frosty the Snowman. Or in this case, the six tags of Snowman Hank, which was abruptly cancelled in favor of an extreme winter sports event, much to their sadness. And since I'm talking about Kim Possible, you can definitely expect a lot of action. Sure, we get our usual fight between Kim and Shigo, who was originally on vacation before coming back to help Draken. But the main highlight for me personally was watching Kim's family pause their family traditions to help out Kim and Ron. I don't remember if this was the only episode to feature this, but seeing all the Possibles team up on a mission to save the world was awesome showing that they're always there for Kim even when she's fighting crime. And just like the Lilo and Stitch episode, this one invokes a message on making peace with those around you for the sake of the holidays. 
I'll admit, it was pretty wholesome to see the Possibles, Ron, Draken, and even Chico just hanging out and having a good time together, even if it was only a temporary truce. Either way, this was a very entertaining episode, which is why it's ranked this high. Number 3, Christmas at the Tipton, from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Out of all the sitcoms from Disney Channel, Sweet Life is definitely my favorite, and its Christmas episode was a wholesome one. It's Christmas Eve at the Tipton Hotel, and Zack and Cody are excited to spend the holidays with their dad. But when a massive snowstorm traps him and everyone else at the hotel, Cody thinks this will be a perfect opportunity for their parents to get back together. Meanwhile, Maddie tricks London into being her secret Santa and hopes to gain a fancy gift from London. Yeah, I'll admit, the B-plot is probably my least favorite part of the episode, mainly because of how selfish Maddie was acting. Even getting pissed off at London when she decides to give her a homemade sweater with multiple sleeves and no neck hole. But at least they convey the message about being thankful for what you got and not what you wanted. And thankfully the humor helped balance out this episode. Such as Esteban who develops a hatred towards Snow. I relate to that shit so much. And Arwen almost chopping down the front decks to get more firewood. Or when he got all excited when he believed Santa was around, confirming he still believes in him. However, I find Cody to be the most relatable in this episode. As someone who grew up with having divorced parents, when I was a kid, I kept wishing my parents would get back together. But in time, I learned it doesn't matter whether your parents are still together or not, because they'll still be there for you during the holidays. And I think that's a great message for any kid that's dealing with divorced parents. Not to mention that wholesome moment where Carrie and Kurt put aside their differences to help a couple named Joseph and Mary, who the latter was in labor. Ironic, isn't it? Because I find myself relating to this episode personally, I had a rank in the top three. But what do I think about London Carol, aka the Sweet Life on Deck Christmas episode? Well, I thought it was okay. It was basically London going through a Christmas Carol-like adventure, so she can learn to be less selfish. Nothing too special, just very generic in my opinion. At least the B-plot of Zack trying to figure out ways to show up to work on time was kind of funny. Number 2. Phineas and Ferb Christmas Vacation from Phineas and Ferb. In second place, we have the Phineas and Ferb Christmas Special, which is definitely going to raise some eyebrows because everyone knows how fucking popular Phineas and Ferb was. Or I should say, is, because apparently they're bringing back the show for two more seasons. But that's going off topic. For now, let's talk about the Christmas episode. It's Christmas Eve at Danville when Phineas and Ferb decide to build a rest stop for Santa as a way of thanking him for all he does. Unfortunately, thanks to Doofenshmirtz's latest, Innator, the whole town at Danville inadvertently becomes naughty, meaning Christmas is now in jeopardy. Meanwhile, Candace tries to figure out the perfect Christmas gift for Jeremy. If you watched Phineas and Ferb, then you already know what's great about this episode. First off, the premise, because this is one of the few episodes to not take place during summer. But, summer or not, the show still acts the same especially when it comes to providing catchy musical numbers. This includes, but not limited to, I Really Don't Hate Christmas, Where Did We Go Wrong, Danville for Niceness, or Thank You Santa Claus. The second thing would be the humor, as there are many moments that made me laugh my ass off. From Perry watching another discount Frosty Snowman game run over, Buford constantly referring to the rest stop as a clubhouse, or when you get down to the reason behind Doofenshmirtz's latest senator. At first he didn't have a reason to hate Christmas, but when a bunch of carolers barge into his home and continuously act for figging pudding, that broke him. It's so fucking stupid that it works. Especially the punchline when Doofenshmirtz found out he had figging pudding this whole time, so he went through all this trouble for nothing. It was also nice to see all the citizens coming together to show Santa that Danville isn't naughty. Even Buford's one act of kindness was a pretty wholesome moment as it finally got him on the nice list. Despite everyone doubting his belief that doing one kind deed on Christmas Eve can erase all your wrongdoings throughout the year. Hell, even Candace was willing to help out, despite ridiculing Phineas and Ferb into thinking it was their fault Danville was naughty. But all that goes along well with the message that there's good in everyone, regardless of what their actions are. 
And shout out to the other Christmas episode they did a few years later. It's a cute episode where the characters sing their own versions of iconic Christmas songs, but it's not as enjoyable as this one in my opinion. As much as I'd love to talk about Phineas and Ferb and why they can't just leave it alone, there's still one holiday special left to mention. Number 1. Yes Mikey, Santa does shave, from Recess. My favorite holiday special from Disney Channel is without a doubt the one from Recess. I've mentioned a few times that Recess was one of my favorite shows growing up, and the movie is still enjoyable to this day. But, there's more to this special than just my obvious favoritism. Hmm. It's Christmas time at 3rd Street Elementary, and Mikey gets to play the lead role as Santa Claus for a global holiday pageant. But, when his friends try to tell him that Santa Claus isn't real, Mikey desperately tries to keep his belief. Okay, this trope isn't exactly new these days. Yet, the way the show handles it makes it worthwhile. Especially when they tackle all the cliches where kids can meet Santa. Whether it was at a mall, a parade, or even on the radio, which left Mikey disappointed in losing his Christmas spirit, so much so that he refused to be part of the holiday pageant, meaning Randall had to take over his role as Santa. Yeah, I don't need to explain how fucking pathetic that sounds. Hmm. Actually, the humor is pretty spot on in this episode. Aside from Randall's pathetic performance as Santa, we have the gag where Hank is convinced that snow is coming despite everyone not believing him, or Mikey using his singing voice while auditioning for Santa or Prickly trying to impress the pageant's producer. Also, you gotta love the fact that out of all the places they chose to broadcast the global holiday pageants, with 5 billion viewers, mind you, they chose 3rd Street Elementary. Hey, that's pot convenience for you. Hmm. However, I think the message is where the episode truly shines. Thanks to an old man Mikey met at a retirement home, who's voiced by the legendary James Earl Jones, Mikey learns that not everything has to exist physically in order for it to be real. But in your heart, anything can be real. That's honestly a great message for kids, especially for those who have trouble coping with reality. I would know because I was one of those kids. Even though I'm a grown-ass man who developed a more sophisticated mindset, I still like to think of Santa Claus as the spirit of what the holiday represents, spreading goodness and thinking about others. And those are one of the principles that helped make me the person I am today. Also, I like the little hints here and there to show us that the old man Mikey met was actually Santa Claus. Granted, it kinda takes away from the message a little bit, but whatever, it's a cartoon. Shit doesn't have to make sense all the time. Hmm. Overall, this special had it all. Humor, heartfelt moments, and a great message about the holidays, which is why it easily earns a number one spot. And those are my favorite holiday specials from Disney Channel. Which begs the question, what will be my next holiday-related episode? Will it be something video game-related like when I first started these episodes? Or should I continue this trend and tackle holiday specials from adult shows? I don't know, we'll see what the holidays next year has to offer. Though if I did do the latter, the Snowflake episode from Clone High will probably be one of my favorites. <laughs> but until then, what are your favorite holiday specials from Disney Channel? Tell us on our Discord server, or DM us on Instagram. At Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all available listening platforms such as Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Check us out on Twitch at Eman the Legendary, Nuclear Bacons, Cryptoloc Games, and Carabyte. Also tell your friends and family about us, especially any Disney fans you know. Thank you for listening, and have yourselves a Merry Geekmas.